This is the Truth Network. The heart of every man craves a great adventure, but life doesn't usually feel that way. Jesus speaks of narrow gates and wide roads, but the masculine journey is filled with many twists and turns. So how do we keep from losing heart while trying to find the good way when life feels more like a losing battle than something worth dying for? Grab your gear and come on a quest with your band of brothers who will serve as the guides in what we call the masculine journey. The masculine journey starts here now. Welcome to the masculine journey. Oh, that's that was a break in my voice there. <laughs> well, Sam, you're going through puberty. Yeah, my, yes, my okay. son is going through it a little bit. I'm not as much, but apparently you do it again when you get older. Yeah, yeah but anyway. Maybe well, you're in male menopause. It could be. It could okay. be, yeah. Welcome to the masculine journey. That's a little bit better. But uh, we're going to be continuing to talk about the topic we have over the last couple of weeks. But before we get to that, is, has anyone seen Robbie? I feel like we need to make like a Where's Who? Waldo Who? thing. Yeah. Yeah. Robbie. Robbie, Robbie. Tall Ro- guy. Oh, tall guy, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's been like three <sighs> weeks since we've seen him. Yeah. Well we, well, we got this guy here that we haven't seen in a while at the Stranger. That's true. We have Andy back, so that's good. Welcome back, Andy. Yeah, pinch in for Robbie. Yeah, you got to scoot up to the microphone. Oh, yeah, right. It's been yeah. so yeah. long, he's forgotten yeah. how to yeah. do it. Oh, what's this thing here? Uh, <laughs> there you yeah. go. Hey, guys. Good to see you again. But then you're going to get next week. Yeah. Yeah. Man, so, man. World traveler. Yeah. But we do have a studio full today. We've got five of us here. Yeah. So we're missing Robbie and Harold and a couple other guys, but uh, it's glad to have all you guys here. And, and we're going to be continuing to talk about the topics that we've been going through the last couple of weeks. And Darren, if you wouldn't mind helping us kind of go back through some of those. Yeah. We, you know, we started out, a, I don't know, 10, 12 weeks ago. <laughs> um, yeah, it seems like that. It's been about four weeks um, talking about the way that God disrupts us dismantles us heals us and restores us and and uh, mainly because satan disrupted us dismantled us destroyed us in some ways stole from us all of those things and so god starts his disruption process to to get back to uh restoring us to what we were meant to be and so if you haven't listened to those you can go to maskonjourney.org and listen to the past podcasts on disruption dismantling healing and this week we're going to be talking about restoring. And as we talk about that, you're going to touch on the other topics because they all go together. And one of the things we talk about each week is God's constantly doing these in your life all the time. You, know, you, you ever wonder, why doesn't life just all fall right into order? Why, why can't I just find that time when everything's going right? I don't think it's supposed to, is it, Jim? No. And uh, my wife, a long time ago, got a big placard that, Hangs in our bathroom. I don't know why the bathroom, <laughs> but it, it's life is about how you handle Plan B, because we are constantly disrupted from what we're doing, and sometimes things work according to our plan. More often than not, they don't. Yeah, I think it's uh, it's amazing that yeah. You know, I used to think that well, if I just structure and plan my day out, it's always going to go that way. I can't think of hardly any day that's ever gone the way that I planned it to, mm-hmm. let alone longer than a day. But God's coming in and he's disrupting, and then he wants to dismantle. But we don't always want to let him do it, do we, Darren? There's times that we want to hold back and say, no. no the, that dismantling part, you know, that's kind of the ugliness, you know. That's that's the shell starts coming off, the facade that we wear, the the false self, um, all of those things. That's that process. God is removing those things. And we can throw a fit and say, no, I'm going to hang on to this. Um, And he'll let you for a while. Um, He loves you too much to let you forever. And so he's going to keep chipping away at that shell because he knows 
there's something better in there, and he wants to let that person out. And if you can refuse somehow to go there, then you miss out on the healing and the restoration, and you just grow old and bitter, right? And I think that we all have been around some people that have, <laughs> have lived in that. I'm not going to let healing happen in my life. You know, I'm not judging them. I'm just mm-hmm. looking and saying, wow, there's got to be some hurt there. There's got to be some stuff that God needs to work on mm-hmm. there because you can kind of just feel it. And you can almost define this is something I need to work on if there is something you're bitter about, something that really is eating at you. That's a place God wants to work if you let him. Absolutely. We're yeah. going to get to our first clip. It's from Despicable Me. It's not one. It's in one, not two or three. There's been three of them. I think there might be a fourth one coming out now, but a Despi- Despicable Me one. And it's about Gru, who's the main character, and he ends up with three little girls. And in, in, in living with him, he's adopted them. And initially, it wasn't for the best reasons, and it was a huge disruption to his life. And there was a lot of dismantling that God had to do, but what we get to listen to is the healing on the backside of it, the restoration that's been had, not just for him, but for the girls as well. So we're going to listen to the clip. He's reading them a bedtime story. We're going to come back and talk about it. Okay, girls, time for bed. Oh, come on, you want a story? Three sleepy kittens! Oh no, sorry, that dead book was accidentally destroyed maliciously. <laughs> Tonight, we are going to read a new book. This one is called One Big Unicorn. By who wrote this? Oh, me! I wrote it. Oh, look, it's a puppet book! Here, watch this. That's the horn. This is going to be the best book ever. Not to pat myself on the back, but yes, it probably will be. Here we go. One big unicorn, strong and free, thought he was happy as he could be. Then three little kittens came around and turned his whole life upside down. Hey, that one looks like me. No, what are you talking about? These are kittens. Any relation to persons living or dead is completely coincidental. <laughs> they made him laugh. Ha oh, ha! They made him cry. Mm. He never should have said goodbye. And now he knows he could never part from those three little kittens that changed his heart. The end. Okay. All right. Good night. I love you. Yeah, I love you too. There's something key in that. I mean, he talks about the disruption. He talks about the dismantling. Yeah. You know, in his own words, but that's what he's describing. Yeah. But the whole change of heart thing. I mean, this was a man that wanted to take over the world. He did. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. He wanted to steal the moon. Yeah. yeah he was going to steal the moon. Yeah, exactly. And, yeah. and boy, he had some brokenness and some woundedness and some real stuff from the past that he yeah. had to deal with. He had a horrible mother wound. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and, and these little girls had been abandoned. And so they come in, you know, with this brokenness. Mm-hmm. Right, and that's what God tends to do. Is God's in the middle of it, 
But it's not always just us and him. Mm-hmm. I mean, rarely is it just us and him. I mean, sometimes it yeah. is. Yeah, yeah, and I mean, it's a, that's a biblical idea too. It's not um, we're not we're not taking a, a Hollywood film and sprinkling some you know nice truths on it, right? Um, it's a biblical idea. David, for instance is an extremely broken guy, right? Saul's an extremely broken guy, right? All of these people are broken, but God uses them in each other's relationships. Saul and Jonathan. You know, Jonathan's a broken guy. He's got some serious father wounds, let me tell you. But but God uses Jonathan in David's life and David in Jonathan's life to make a world of difference. Mm-hmm. And, you know, many, many others like that. You, Moses and Aaron and Joshua and all these different people there's broken people loving on other broken people, not usually because they wanted to be put in that situation, but because God uses it anyway. Mm-hmm. And that's the way the healing and the restoration begins to happen. Well, one of the questions I'd like mm-hmm. to get to at some point, and we'll do it a little bit later in the show, uh, or maybe in the after show, and that's a good time to tell you if you don't get to listen to what we talk about then, you have to go to maskandjourney.org or Spotify or one of the other podcasting services and download our after um, after hours. After Thank masculine you. Journey After Thank Hours. Thank you, right? Yeah. I'm tongue-tied. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's, we, it's a puberty you know, thing. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but which yeah. after hours is not, but yeah, you know, it's not. It's, it's not, but yeah, we're going to continue to talk about this topic. Uh, but as we talk about restoration, I think sometimes it's hard for people to understand really what we're talking about. So, what's some things that that can be restored, or what's some things that God has restored for you in your life, right? So that we can give some people some context. For me, it was uh, we were uh, talking before the show started, and to me. I think there's a lot of restoration God has done. I mean, it's been eight years that I've been coming to boot camps and reading the book and consistently going deeper into, we call it the message, but it is a particular vein that things I just never had heard before that I feel like has benefited me and gave me a better vision of who I am and who God is. But um, just my identity of who I am and it's foundational law. You can be saved and still not walk in your identity. You can know, you can know Jesus as your Savior and maybe even as a Lord to where you're following commands and that kind of thing. But to know your Father as your Father and to follow after him and to feel like you're getting direction, just like a son here on this earth with his earthly father to get that kind of direction on a day-to-day basis. And even when you stray, not to feel like just, okay, I've strayed, then I've really messed up, and then I'm apart from my father again. But to know that I can keep returning to that father and that identity that you get from that, it makes all of the restoration possible in my mind. So we can be more than a sinner saved by grace. A little bit. Right. I mean, it's great that we're a sinner saved by grace, absolutely. And, and that's an amazing thing, but that's, that's the beginning of the story. God has so much more, you know, to walk in that identity and to walk with him as your father, Jim. I mean, that makes all the difference in how you see yourself and see others, doesn't it? That's the baseline, and so many people try to stop there. But God gives us opportunities for growth, for loving. I mean, a central issue with both healing and restoration is love. Mm -hmm. God's love, our learning how to love others in as close a replication of God's love as, as we can achieve. Now, we never will, but the more that we grow in love, and you see it throughout the New Testament, the more we grow in love, the more like Christ we become. 
And that is a journey, and that's an advancement off of Sinner Saved by Grace. Right, and it's stepping more and more into that that beloved son stage, that beloved daughter stage of walking with the Father intimately. I get almost every Sunday I'll be praying over folks that come forward during our service. And invariably, I will be praying that they recognize that they are a beloved daughter or son. Mm -hmm. I mean, there's other things, and sometimes I'll know things. Sometimes God will put something on my heart. But almost always, that will be a prayer that I say over each person. And I think it's a great point. Without that identity, it's hard to really step into those other places. So often God will come after how you see yourself long before he comes after some of the other stuff. Now, he may have to get some things out of the way to do that, but that's a big part of that restoration process. And there's so much more that we'll talk about when we come back. But for now, why don't you go to masculinejourney.org, register for the boot camp coming up April 2nd through 5th. We'd love to see you there, and God's got some amazing things to do with you there. Oh, and it's cold outside, and you get out of the shower, and your towel won't dry you off. Oh, (laughs) it makes you feel like you might need to throw in the towel. (laughs) Well, go ahead. We got something better for you. My pillow towels. I mean, some bath towels just don't absorb water. Others, you know, you feel like you're drying off with sandpaper. About 20 years ago, the textile manufacturers came up with a not-so-brilliant idea to make towels softer by adding chemicals. Great idea, but one problem. The towels won't dry you off. My pillow is changing back to the better days when towels actually worked. This is Southern Cotton from the USA. 60-day money-back guarantee. Colors to match any bathroom. White, mineral gray, stone, ocean blue, royal purple, and more. If you order right now, you get 30% off a set. Two bath towels, two hand towels, and two washcloths. Call 800-943-7096. Use promo code CARGUY. Hi, this is Sam with Masculine Journey. I'm here with my son, Eli. We're going to talk about ways that you can help support the ministry. One way you can go to smile.amazon.com. There's information on our website there on how to do that. Then you can go to facebook.com where you can click the donate button. Or you can go to masculinejourneyradio.org. Once again, look for the donate button. Or if you want to mail something in, mail it to P.O. Box 550, Kernersville, North Carolina, 27285. I am William Wallace. You've come to fight as free men. And free men you are. What will you do without freedom? Find out from Jesus what you will do with that freedom. A four-day adventure with God. It's a Masculine Journey Radio Boot Camp. Boot Camp is designed to give men permission to be what God designed them to be. Passionate warriors for the kingdom. Coming this April, April 2nd through the 5th. Register now at MasculineJourney.org. Welcome back to The Masculine Journey. And, and I think I said something wrong right before the break, Darren. I, I think we get pieces of our identity, identity back, mm-hmm. but that's a journey. Oh, for sure. We're going to have the ultimate identity when we get to heaven, right? And, uh, you know, God, when he created us in our mother's womb, we're told in Scripture, he, he knew exactly what he identified us 
as, right? And he gave us the identity that we have. He gave us, uh, if you will, a life to live, a mission to, to live out, um, all of those things. And each one of us has a little different piece than the other. And so this restoration is a lot about getting some of that back. And, you know, I'll go ahead and kind of share part of my story is, um, you know, I I was a, a pastor for many years, was also a business leader, and uh, started living a very stressful, stressed out life. And uh, um, through some disruption and some dismantling, um, and God healing some of that brokenness a few years ago, um, you know, I was having a conversation with my my dad and, and he said, uh, you know, it's good to have you back. And I was like, what? You know, and, and he said, well, you're the old Darren now. Um, you, you are the boy I remember. You're the young man that I remember. For, for a long time, you've lived this very stressed, um, you know, kind of take on the world, do all, um, get it done type of mentality. And those weren't his exact words, but that's who I had become, a pretty arrogant jerk, quite frankly. And he was complimenting me on the restoration that God was doing in my life. And, and you know, at the time, it, was, it felt weird. Um, but it wasn't me. It was God restoring me back to, you know, when you're a child, you, you kind of can live in your glory, right? If you've got good parents, if you've got a healthy home and environment and stuff, you can kind of live in the glory that God created you with. Um, it's his glory. You're just reflecting it. But he gives you little pieces of it. And, and, but as you get older and more mature, Satan beats that out of you, and the world beats that out of you. And so as you let God dismantle that brokenness and, and do some healing, you get some of that back. Yeah, the story of your life is a long-sustained attack. Right. Right, on your heart. Yeah. Right? And, and God has to come after that because the enemy saw that in you when you were young and has been trying to beat it out of you ever since, mm-hmm. one way or another, either through enticement mm-hmm. in some, you know, into places you shouldn't go or just into condemnation, just all sorts of things. So I'm going to go ahead and play another clip, and it's probably one of our shorter clips we've ever played. It's from a very long movie, yeah. but it's a very short clip. It's a clip. great movie. It's a great movie, and it, it's, it really deals with a lot of these topics that we talked about over mm-hmm. the last few weeks, but it's the movie Seabiscuit, uh, written by Laura Hildebrand, I think, mm-hmm. that uh, went on to write Unbroken. Mm-hmm. Uh, just a great author, you know, great storyteller. The movie is a, is a great movie. But it's a story of, of three men, in their lives, and they all come from broken places, places of failure, mm-hmm. right? And God brings them together at this one moment over a horse mm-hmm. called Seabiscuit, and it's based on a true story. And we're getting to hear the end, some of the perspective, after the, the horse has done well, they've, they've lived the adventure together, and they're reflecting on some things that's happened in their life, and we get to hear kind of a synopsis of that. And so we're going to go ahead and play the clip and come back and talk about it. You know, everybody thinks we found this broken down horse and fixed him, but we didn't. He fixed us. Every one of us. 
And I guess in a way, we kind of fixed each other too. That was a short clip. Yeah, yeah, it was. <laughs> I was really getting into it, and then all of a sudden it stopped. Yeah, it's, well, it goes on to music after <laughs> yeah, that. I yeah, know. But it, it's a very powerful ending to that story. Yeah. Because when you look back at that movie and you look at the, the story, it has been God using other people. They don't say God in the movie, obviously. Mm-hmm. It's Hollywood. They don't really believe in God, I don't believe, mm-hmm. for the most part. But you know, they tell his story a lot mm-hmm. more than what they realize. It, and so you have these men that are involved in each other's lives around this horse that's also got a broken, failed past, mm-hmm. failed past, and and all of a sudden something glorious comes from it. Yeah. You know, and you said that's scriptural. The question I have for you guys is who has God used in your life to kind of help with that restoration process? Rodney? Oh, boy. Who, yeah, there's <laughs> one of Sam's out-of-left-field questions that we haven't talked about. All right. Yeah, yeah. You're welcome. Yeah. <laughs> well, number one, and the obvious one is always Jesus, because I, I look back at when I really decided to get serious with my faith and try to really understand what it was to be a Christian, you know, and it's like there was nothing going on other than Jesus, and it was just into his word, and it's like the more I got fed, the more hungry I got, and that all just kind of led to a new heart, because like I was telling you guys earlier, when you're sitting in the world and you're pretty worldly and you look around, you're like, Okay, yeah, they're broken. So what? You know, somebody else has got their problems and issues. You're like, and they're just a problem. They're just an issue. And you just, you blame them. Mm-hmm. And when you can turn from that and start to realize, okay, that's me. Mm. I'm sitting over there. I'm broken. I'm looking in the mirror. That's all it is. And I'm not dealing with the person anymore. And I'm dealing with who's behind them and who's behind all this. Like, you were talking about earlier, Darren, it's just a great picture of it. And to actually have compassion now and care about that person as a broken person Mm -hmm. is completely life-changing. And I'm not perfect. I still get very angry. I still have anger management issues. So it's like, okay, I'm not perfect, but I have so much more compassion for others and I can forgive others a lot more than I used to. You know, it's just one of those things you have to continually work on, but mm-hmm. to have that work in your heart. And then as I've grown in my faith, my mom going from, you know, okay, when you need to go to church, that's what she'd always tell me. When I went to college, you need to go to church. And when I really finally got to the point where I was like studying the Bible and learning from the Bible, that's what really did. I was like, mom and I had that little talk, you know, boy, I just kind of wish we'd have had more Bible study or we just had just said, hey, you need to just just read your Bible, do this and that. I'm like, maybe things could have been different earlier, but boy, her and I in our conversations now is so much more mature mm-hmm. as two Christian people talking about God and his influence and what goes on in the message. And now she listens to the podcast and that kind of stuff. And it's like, I'm so, we, so we, yeah, so we get great things to talk about now, you know, it's, it's just, it's wonderful to have somebody to share that with especially if it's your blood relative so god used broken people that irritated you just to sum it up god Mm -hmm. used broken people that irritated you that you didn't have any compassion for to help restore you to a person who now has compassion for broken people who may still irritate you but but you understand why and and can look at them with a different vein. Yeah, because I know they got to put up with me. So that I mean, that's why he hangs with us. Exactly. Yeah, it explains a whole lot. Yeah, it does. It really does. 
Darren, what about you? Uh, you know, God has used a lot of different uh, pastors, um, preachers, friends. Um, uh, for the most part, the the greatest sense of, of restoration that I've had um, has literally been Sam Main, Robbie Dillmore, Jim Graham, Andy Thomas, um, Rodney Smoots, all of these men that I hang with, mm-hmm. um, my own son at times, um, my daughter at times, especially my wife. Um, you know, uh, she more than anyone. Um, but, um, you know, having a group of people that understand that my heart is not just evil, that my heart is under work, it's under restoration and, and being willing to treat me as Jesus asks us to treat each other when he says, love one another as I have loved you. Well, what's that mean? It, how did he love me? That's the question you got to ask. How did Jesus love me? Well, he, he looked beyond my blamable behavior. He looked to what I needed, and he supplied that need. And you guys do that. You look beyond my blamable behavior. You, you ask yourself, you invest in me enough to even ask the question, what does Darren need right now? Because he's really being a brat, but what's he need? <laughs> And then you try to supply that need, and that is crucial. And um, without it, you know, restoration would be minuscule compared to where it is. And God drives all that. I mean, you know, God's at the center of all that, right? He's at the center of the group. Jim, how about you? When you asked that question, I panicked, and I was glad he tossed (laughs) it to Rodney first. But in my life, first of all, most of my wounds have been self-inflicted. I don't have anybody that I really blame for much of anything because I've seen it in myself. But when I was young, I was this brilliant, can accomplish anything kid. I One of the early influences when I was working on Cotton Country was Leonard Topping. My, both of my parents were very supportive, my father in particular. I, to this day, you know, I, I know he was a flawed human being, but he is my model. So, so when I finally got around to what's the answer to that question, it's basically God uses whoever is available mm. at that place and that point in my life. One of them that was very – he was a good friend, but I don't think he – and he's one of the only ones I can say that's still alive. I'll just call him Jerry. But Jerry said to me one day, just out of the blue, that God has great plans for you. Mm. I didn't see that. This was when I was just getting excited about Jesus. I'd been in church all my life, but I was always the one driving things. And God has put the right person in the right place at the right time all along. Andy, we got another minute left. What about you? So <clears throat> starting as a disruption in a um, broken family or whatever, I had a friend that had been through something very similar. It really helped me out a lot getting started. Other friends came along, my mom, obviously. But then it was really, you know, like Darren said, just the band of brothers that uh, do boot camps with and went to boot camps for a lot of uh, just assistance and support initially. But, you know, just really the community. um, I don't know, just uh, God, like somebody said, God always provided the person that needed to be there at the time. 
Yeah, it's, it, there's so much more to this topic, and we didn't we just touched the surface. So go to masculinejourney.org, listen to the upcoming podcast on the after hours. We're going to talk more about restoration. And while you're there, go ahead and register for the boot camp coming up April second through fifth. And uh, what, anything else, guys? No, just the podcast for the after hours is available immediately after this show.